This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, we talked about having difficult discussions with people in the workplace. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly recommend that you do that after you listen to this one. This week, we're going to be talking about a leadership trend that, in my opinion, uh, if you do not cultivate it um, on your team or organizations, then you're going to be left behind. And if you already haven't put this into your organization or in your teams as you're building them, then there's no place like now. And there's no time like now than to do that. That's how important I think this topic is. Let's go over a scenario real quick. Do you find your do you find yourself in a position where your employee or team members agree with you all the time and don't offer up challenging ideas? Do people come to you or your team and let them know about issues or concerns that they're having? Do people speak up for good of the organization or the team even though deep down inside that if they speak up they're probably going to be rocking the boat and people are going to be upset with their decisions or even their idea? Do you find yourself in the opposite position, like there are signs everywhere that we may be headed into a, another historical recession. Some people may feel the need to hunker down and avoid being the nail and uh, the floorboard that sticks up. Because two things happen when you are the nail in the floorboard that sticks up. One, that nail gets hammered back in place. Or two, it gets replaced. And in a market and economy that is headed into this direction, innovation and new bright ideas, notice I said bright or even brilliant ideas are needed to carry an organization through the harder times. I said in the beginning of this uh, episode that if you're not cultivating, if you're not cultivating this, then you're hurting yourselves and you're hurting your teams and you're definitely going to be behind the power curve. Well, we've all heard of safe spaces and I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about creating psychological safety in the workplace. And psychological safety is the belief that you as the leader won't punish or humiliate those for speaking up with new ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes. It's a shared belief held by members of a team that it's a safe place uh, for interpersonal risk-taking. Like, it's a sense of trust and respect among each of the team members that enables them to be vulnerable and creative and productive. And high psychological safety leads to better communication, greater creativity, and more effective problem solving. Some people call this healthy conflict. I'm a big fan of the book Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lincolnelli. And, you know, unhealthy conflict is one of those dysfunctions. But healthy conflict can help build trust and respect among each of the team members and across your organization. There's a difference between healthy conflict and unhealthy conflict. And in healthy conflict, we have a psychologically safe space where if I know I need to bring up an idea or a question or concern that is detrimental to the company, I know it's detrimental to the company, it's on me as a valued member of the team that I should share that with you. 
But I feel like, well, if I rock the boat, I might get fired. So I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to play it safe. I'm just going to sit here, keep my mouth shut, keep working my nine to five, keep doing my task, and I'm not going to speak up. Well, I would say that's worse because now, you know, you might be part of the reason why your company might fail. That one person who doesn't speak up or that one person who doesn't offer that idea because a leader created an unsafe space for them to be able to voice that, you know, is detrimental. So how can we cultivate this in our teams throughout our organizations? I found a few ways to be effective. This may not work in every situation, but well, maybe except the first one I'm about ready to offer up. That will definitely work in every situation. But you know, how do we, what are some of the tips and tricks that we can use to help facilitate psychological safety in our organizations. All right, so the first one is model it, right? You need to lead by example, by being open and transparent and approachable, and by creating an environment where people feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and ideas. Allow this to happen naturally. You know, it all starts at the top and it trickles down. Also encourage those who directly report to you to do the same with their people. It has to stop for, start from the top and be emulated as role models all the way down. You know, even in flatter organizations where you may have one leader and multiple direct reports, you know, you still have to emulate that and role model uh, the psychological safety. You know, then you have to encourage active listening. You know, encourage every member of the team to listen to each other and acknowledge everybody's contribution. You know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So we should be listening twice as much as we're as we're talking. And as a leader, you know, you should be talking last and probably the very least amount so that way you don't influence those around you to get group think. Which leads me to my next point. Encourage open communication. We have to create a culture where it's safe to speak up and express ourselves. And when people feel comfortable sharing their ideas or even uh, maybe controversial ones that may be different than the majority, we all see things differently. So don't allow, you know, talent to go undiscovered because we set a tone and a climate that discourages people from being honest and and open and sharing their thoughts and ideas and ideas and feelings. Always good to get a different perspective on what we think we know. And then once it starts happening, then you'll need to recognize and reward constructive dissent. I know that sounds weird, right? Like you don't want people to to dissent. But constructive dissent is is very important uh, for people being able to share those ideas. Reward those individuals who share different ideas, who share different perspectives and constructive critiques. You know, it leads to better decision-making and innovation. Uh, and then if somebody creates an idea or has an idea and it goes to fruition and it has a great impact, recognize that person who shared that different IP idea publicly with everybody. So that way that person can get recognized for their different idea, their different thought processes. And other people could be like, wait a minute, that person had a different idea and a different thought process. It was successful. Maybe I should share something. You know, and then we need to provide opportunities for team building. We need to create opportunities for team members to bond and get to know each other better. And it helps to build trust and mutual understanding. You know, nothing helps form or build a team than shared struggles through a problem, through problem solving. You know, again, I use opportunities instead of the word problems because, you know, it helps change your mentality when you encounter a problem, right? So you're doing something, something comes along, it doesn't go the way you expect it to go. 
So what happens? Well, you hit a roadblock, you hit a problem. Well, that is an opportunity to work together. That is an opportunity to get better. That is an opportunity to overcome that struggle and see something new, see something different, maybe go a different route that you didn't think about before. And that's where constructive dissent comes in, where we can help each other get better and share new ideas. You know, with change, people may feel uneasy and uncomfortable. So address the issues and conflicts like immediately and promptly. Address any issues or conflicts that arise within the team in a fair and transparent way to maintain a positive attitude and a positive environment. And it's completely okay to come up to the decision, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. And you can be dis you can disagree without being disagreeable, and that's taken me a long time to work on. Because uh, you know sometimes when you, we all think we're right, we're very passionate about that. But we also need to disagree in a way that other people will hear us and not you know discount us as people because we disagree. You know, and lastly, encourage learning and growth. You know that's what building teams and talent is about. Provide opportunity members provide opportunities for team members to learn and grow both professionally and personally. Now, this helps build confidence and a sense of belonging on the team, which then promotes healthy psychological safety. So I bring this up uh, because of multiple reasons. One, uh, are we really making sure that we're setting a climate and a tone in the workplace where people feel confident and comfortable in speaking up and sharing new ideas? And if we're stifling that, then we're really losing out on talent. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. The organizations with the best talent will succeed. The organizations with the best talent and hard work will out-succeed those successful companies and those successful organizations. So you have to create an environment where people feel comfortable and challenging ideas and bringing up new ideas and new ways of thinking and saying, hey, Maybe we should try this. Maybe we should try that. And if you see a problem, don't just hunker down and go into uh, cubicle defilade, right? And cubicle defilade is like where you keep your head down so no one can see you, but you can barely see everybody else. So that way you're not a target. And you're like, okay, I'm looking. I see problems, but I'm not saying nothing because I don't want my job to be at risk. So I'm just going to hunker down and say nothing and be quiet. And that's the worst thing that you can do. Uh, is have people like that in your organization or have people feel like they have to be like that. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode, and I really hope you enjoyed But before we go, I'd like to ask a favor of you if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two people who you think would might like it. And if you haven't followed or subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to, please hit that um, button. Then also hit that alert icon, whatever it looks like, whether it's a bell or whatever that says alert. So you know when we post a new episode. I don't want to waste your time with having you constantly coming back to the page, which I love, the hits and everything else, but I'd rather just notify you uh, when we have something new for you to listen to. And if you got some real value out of this episode, please leave a review or comment so we can help spread the show with people who may be interested in the topic but just haven't come across this show on their feed. Uh, That will help that do that as well. So again, thank you for stopping by, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.